And Yo, we're live and we're live and we're live. Welcome oh to God, the to the Diran Diran Cartel Show. And this is episode 42. <sighs> Hello everybody. Um how are we all doing? I hope everyone is well. I am currently down under in Australia, Australia, Sydney, in Darling Harbour, in a hotel quarantining, which I will get to. Um before I kind of check in with everyone, you know, every now and then I do like an episode on my own where I kind of talk about things that have happened, events, whatever, what's happening with me, what I'm doing, uh, filling a gap when I haven't got a guest, you know. So just basically trying to do as much as possible. And I thought I'm in quarantine. Um, I've done a lot of work today. I've recorded some content. I've done my posts. I've done live Q&As. Why not do a podcast as well? You know, one of the ways to keep saying in quarantine is to keep myself busy and that's exactly what I'm doing and hopefully helping you guys out at the same time uh, my podcast up today is I've, I've brought my mic over from the UK but it's a little bit um, I don't have like a high table and stuff so I've just put pretty much put my uh, camera um, bag and then my microphone on top so anyone that's watching this from YouTube will see that as well um, hopefully the audio is good um, Anyway, oh, let me just put this on the microphone, see if it removes that. Let's put that on. Hello, that should be better. Oh, oh, that is better. That does sound a little bit better. Okay, great. So let's start off with fucking Christmas. Christmas was weird, isn't it? Christmas for me is always like a little bit, um, not, I wouldn't say weird because obviously being like coming from a Turkish household, Kurdish household, it's not something that we really celebrate from a religious standpoint you know but from a cultural standpoint my sister me my mum and dad we do something you know couldn't get to see them this year but it was good we did like a uh facetime all together on a, a whatsapp call sorry you know you can do like all the split screens and stuff like group chats so we did that which was good caught up but again it wasn't a really huge deal for me and my family you know but i know a lot of people this year it's been a weird year and then on top of that people couldn't spend the time with their family and friends, had to stay isolated in their homes. Some people spent it alone, which is shit, you know? But the only thing I can say about that is, I mean, the only way is up from here, you know? Like, if you don't have the lows, you don't appreciate the highs. And I've, you've probably heard me say that before. You've probably heard a lot of people say that before, but it's true. Sounds a bit corny and cringy, but it's fucking true. Do you know what I mean? But, um, so going over to, heading over towards the new year new year i feel like everyone thought that it was going to be like as soon as we hit 2021 it's going to be 10 times better better and boom man like uncle boris drops another lockdown which obviously makes the fucking nation absolutely fuming especially after like when everyone else in the country sees countries like australia kind of being pretty normal which is something I'll get to as well because I'm going to explain to you guys the whole process of me getting here and how everything was done, which I'm so fucking impressed like with um, the Australian government and how they're doing things out here. It's like unbelievable, like hats off to them, you know. Um, so going over to the new year, especially when it comes out to like fitness and goals and whatnot, Fitness goals in the new year in January is obviously going to be a lot harder for a lot of people compared to any other year. Only because 
there's restrictions, right? But that's not saying you still can't get results. You can still get results, but you just have to be a little bit better, a little bit more careful, and you have to adapt, have to evolve to the new lifestyle that we're in for now. So imagine if you get results, and on these months, you can work on more so the 23 hours of the day instead of the training standpoint. Imagine the results if you get results now, which you can. Imagine what level you can get to when the gyms open up, you know? Because the truth is, when you're trying to build muscle and when you're trying to stay motivated, being in the gym environment with the equipment, the intensity that you have access to, it is obviously a lot different. We all fucking know that. Let's not bullshit here and say, you'll get the same results as working in the gym as you train at home. No, you can lose body fat and everything, but if you're looking to build muscle, you've got more... Um, you got more verity, you got more um, equipment, you got more plates, you know, more dumbbells and more options in a gym. That's very simple. But one thing I want to talk about in 2021 is setting goals. You know, I feel like new year, new me is a fucking great opportunity to take advantage of that motivation you have. Everyone has more motivation on January the 1st than any time of the fucking year. You know, I don't know why. You know, well, I do know why, actually. It's a fresh start. You know, I feel like for me, each week, each day is a fresh start. But there's something about 1st of January that gives people that extra push. Sorry, just sipping on my Coke Zero. And I feel like people need to take advantage of that. But I feel like with setting goals, a lot of people make the mistake of, number one, setting really big goals straight away. When really, I think setting smaller goals is more beneficial. One of the biggest issues is when people set really big goals, it takes them a long time to get any level of reward. And what keeps us going is those small rewards, those small wins, you know? So for example, do you want to drop 10 kilos? Your goal is like, Darren, I want to drop 10 kilos this year. All right, why don't we start off with one fucking kilo? Why don't we start off with being a little bit more active in January? Why don't we start off with training twice a week? Those small goals, the reward you get from that, the accomplishment, the feeling of accomplishment you get from that fuels you to keep going, which is the most important thing because consistency is what everyone lacks in, which is why people don't get results. They don't maintain results. They don't become successful with what they do, whether that's just every aspect in life, you know, you just got to be consistent with whatever you're doing. Prime example, I'm like, I'm in a room right now in quarantine. I'm still hitting 10,000 steps in a tiny room. People are like shocked. Dylan, how the hell were you able to do this in a room? 10,000 steps. I'm like, you can, like anything's like really achievable, you know, you can make it happen. It's just a matter of, Number one, wanting to. Number two, adapting to your situation, you know? Now, although COVID is fucked and the life that most of us are living right now is shit, again, because we're comparing it to the life that we had, but it's something that we will overcome. It's something that um, you can adapt to for the time being. And I think it's a time where people really appreciate what's important and what's not. You know, I think a lot of people have learned a lot of lessons. And obviously going into the new year and the new lockdown rules has hit people even harder. 
with goals. We've seen family and friends. But I think, like, going into uh, towards when we go in towards like European summer, I think things are going to become a lot better. You know, I think things are going to become a lot better. And I'm really excited for those days in Europe because I do, I miss the normality in Europe. Summer in Europe is the best. It's just the best in the world. You can't beat it. You can get on a cheap flight to Spain. You can get on a cheap flight to Turkey. You can get on a cheap flight to France. Go have a good time. Go have a good weekend. Fly back. Cheap holidays. It's amazing, you know? And um, I think this year... It's going to be a lot better. Although I wish Boris put in all the bloody rules that he's doing now early on. So we could be where like Australia is now, I guess. I mean, people are flying in and out of England like there's no fucking tomorrow. I mean, if you give people that option, they're going to do it, you know. And um, talking about flying around, I'm obviously in Australia. Now, me traveling to Australia is number one, I'm actually here for work. Um, number two, I am an Australian resident. I've got big history here. If anyone's listened to episode one, I've got a big history here. I first came here when I was 17 years old and I've, um, I've, I grew up here a lot, you know, I was in and out of the country from the ages of 17 till still now. That's over 17. That's over 10 years ago. So I like, this place is like another home for me. I was doing all of this stuff before it was a thing, you know? I didn't, I didn't even come here because I was like, I want to go traveling to Australia. It was more so like I'm here to kind of see someone. And then I just ended up loving the whole traveling thing, you know. And so traveling to Australia, um, I got in because I am a resident, right? And people are so interested in how, what's happening with the traveling and the quarantine and how Australia are doing it. So I thought I'd explain that to you guys here. First of all, I got a flight out. Um, the process of that was um, the promoters that are doing uh, the James Smith book tour. I'm a part of that. I'm a part of the show as well. I pretty much open the show, so they fly me out because I bring that energy. I bring that energy, man, and um, I love it. I fucking love it. I love being on stage and like having some fun, you know, with my best mate, making people smile, you know, helping people. All of that, I get such a buzz off it. I love it. I won't stop. <laughs> it's it's such a good feeling. Anyway, so the the process with flying, um, if you're an Australian resident, if you got citizenship, you can fly. It's that simple. Now, a lot of people, I copped a lot of shit from people on social media. You would have seen some of the comments on the post where I posted um, when I was at Heathrow. I copped a lot of shit and I was like, the fuck, man? All I wanted to do was just share a happy moment. Do you know what I mean? Maybe put a smile on people's faces. Maybe it was bad timing because it's not the best time in the UK right now. But I thought, fuck, you know, when I see people doing things that make them happy, when I see people that are doing like well, when I see people that are able to do things that I want to do, it motivates me and I'm happy for them. You know, I'm happy for them. I'm not like, hating or taking out my frustration on other people you know so i didn't really reply or bite back to any of those comments luckily a lot of the people that uh follow me and show me love and know what i'm about and know why i'm here backed me up a lot in the comments which i didn't have to you know another thing is because i'm a resident here and because it's another home for me i was a little bit offended 
I was a little bit offended where people were like, he gets, why does he get to go fucking Australia? There's Australian families out there in England that can't get home. Well, they can get fucking home, actually. They can get home. You know, it's just a matter of them buying a flight with the right airline, number one. Yes, there's limited, uh, there's limited um, numbers that go into Australia, but um, you can get flights out. I think at the minute they've changed the numbers again, so I think I got lucky with got coming in at the right time. But they can get in. The inboxes that I got with people asking me why I can go in, I had Australian citizens from the UK asking me if they can travel. Do you know what one of the biggest problems is? People don't do their fucking research. Google it. Google it. If you're an Australian resident or citizen and you're trying to get home, um, of course they're going to let you in. You know, obviously, okay, there's, there is the element of um, buying a ticket. And if you buy a business class ticket, yeah, you can, you can definitely get here a lot quicker than waiting for an economy seat ticket. But you know what? Australia, a lot of people in Australia, I, I feel like maybe I'm wrong with this, but a lot of people in Australia, across the country, I think are pre pretty, it's like, I feel like the whole country is like middle class. If someone is stuck away in the UK and they have family and friends in Australia, if they really want to get home, like you can make it happen. You can make it happen. You know, you can make it happen. You can ask people. If I was stuck in Australia and I was trying to get back to London and I had zero money, I am calling every single fucking person I know and being like, listen, bruv, I need to get home. Can you lend me this money? I'll give it back to you. I want to get home. You know, and I feel like, yes, there's restrictions and that. But if you are a citizen of a country and you really want to get home, like you can make it happen, man. You can make it happen. And I feel like, I got a, I I copped the shit because a lot of people were angry and frustrated, which again I understand and I'm lucky, grateful and very blessed to be able to fly out here, the way I flew out here, you know, being flown out here for work. But I had every right to fly out here. I have I had every right. I don't even need to justify myself, but I just wanted to let people know, you know. And um, anyway, so moving on, the whole flight process. You get on the flight, you come here. Um, the flight itself, oh my God, it was dead. There was like 25 people on the flight, 30 people, 30 people on the first flight. The second flight, there was like 35, which was crazy. The airports were dead. There was no one at the airports. It felt so weird. It was like being in a movie. It was like being in a movie, you know? And um, I'm not going to lie. When I jumped on the second flight, I was buzzing my tits off. When I sat down, the, the woman that was... Um, uh, head of the staff there she came up to me she goes one of my friends just called me and said that um you're on this flight who are you and I was like what no way someone said that and she was like if you need anything let me know I'll make sure I look after you and I was like oh fucking legend this is crazy like I can't believe I'm in Abu Dhabi get, jumping on a flight to get to Australia and there's someone there that recognizes me and come and ask me if I need any anything extra to like look after me. It's amazing. I'm forever grateful for that. And I will never, ever get sick of that. Do you know what I mean? And so I was just buzzing off my tits. So when you landed in Australia, 
before you landed, there was all these videos and stuff on the airplane, you know, like warning you about what's going to happen and all of this stuff, the usual um, entering the country sort of rules and this. Because when you, when you enter Australia, you fill out this form, right? And then the form will even ask you, have you been to Africa in the last six weeks or whatnot? It asks you if you've got mud on your trainers, you know? Because there's so many like, um, it's something to do with the agriculture or something like that, you know, with... Um, the animals plants and all of that stuff here they don't want anything disturbing that or playing with anything therefore uh, it's a topic that i don't know much detail of all i know is in australia agriculture is very different it's not like the animals and the the animals plants and all of that it's just very different right so therefore they try to protect it protect it as much as possible so they get you to fill out a form that asks you all these questions from where you're coming, who you are and all of that stuff to have you been to this country before? Do you feel ill and all of that? So there was that, the usual Australia stuff. It's hard enough to get into Australia anyway. Then on top of that, there was all the COVID stuff. And the COVID stuff was um, uh, pretty much you, you got a sheet of telling you what's going to happen. So it's pretty much saying, as soon as you land to Australia, you're going to do a 14-day quarantine. They don't tell you where you're going. They don't tell you how you're getting there. They're just telling you that you're going to be manhandled when you get off the plane. <laughs> well, not manhandled, but like be taken somewhere. You land. And as soon as you land, there's someone speaking on the airplane going, you are, uh, you guys will see, I'm also making a vlog. I got a vlog of this as well. I tried to rec I record it as much as I could. And um, guy saying basically stay a meter and a half apart from each other um as soon as you get off the flight there'll be someone there and you'll be escorted to um towards like passport uh border the borderline where they're gonna check your passport and stuff before that you go into a section there is a line a special line you go into a section where there is who i assume are all nurses like four or five people they call you over one by one and they just talk to you asking you questions how you feeling how was your flight welcome to australia nothing intimidating pretty much trying to figure out if you look ill if you don't look well if there's something up you know because there would be people i mean let's be honest this is wrong but this will happen if someone had a covid symptom right and they landed in australia they probably have the fear of telling people that because of I don't know, they might get sent back or something. So the Australian government was smart with putting people and assessing people, whether it's their body language, the way they spoke, they checked your temperature, all of that stuff. After that little test, um, you go over to passport control. When I got to passport control, I had um, I had like, I, I always get fucking, oh, I always get asked dumb questions i always get asked dumb questions especially like countries like australia and america like where are you from what's your background what's really your background <laughs> you know that one you got a british passport but they're like where are you actually from so all of that and then i was asked why i'm here told them i was like i'm i'm, I'm actually here for work but like i'm returning home like i'm a resident i'm a resident I can, i've got every right to live here you know so I got through there. You pick up your luggage and then you get you get told. And at this point, there's like military and police everywhere. So it feels like a movie. Like it feels crazy. It feels surreal, you know. And um, 
because I was like, first, initially when the plane landed, I was like, I felt a little bit emotional because I've got so much like history in Sydney and so much growth here. I was like, fuck, it feels good to be here and I can't wait to see my friends. I can't wait to um, have a little bit of normality, you know? So getting the queue where there's police and military everywhere, you wait for everyone to get their bags. They wait for coaches to approach the airport. And then one by one, you let uh, you get let through and you get escorted to the coach. Just before you get on the coach, the police ask you more questions. Who are you here with? Are you here on your own? And it's just question after question. Boom, get on this bus. They tell you where to go. I asked them, uh, which hotel are we going to? They're like, you'll find out when you get there. <laughs> so I was like, raw, this is mad. It's like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like you're going into prison do you know what I mean like you're getting locked up they're not even telling you what prison you're going to um, jumped on the bus waited sat there waited 20-30 minutes for everyone on that flight to get on the coaches and from there the coach took off and funny enough got to the hotel which is in Darling Harbour the Park Royale in Darling Harbour the hotel I'm in now the room I'm in now is the very first hotel I ever stayed at the very first day I ever came to Australia when I was 17 years old. How fucking crazy is that? The minute I said that on my story, everyone was like, that's the universe saying some shit, you know? All the tree huggers came out. <laughs> well, not me tree huggers. I'm talking about everyone in Bali. Like, it was meant to be doing. I was like, fuck, it probably fucking was. You know what I mean? hippie during comes out with that sort of stuff you know i love all that shit and it was just i was like right this is crazy like the first time i came to australia when i was 17 years old over 10 years ago now the first night i spent in this hotel which is mental you know um anyway so when you get to the hotel you wait on the bus police officer jumps on the bus and says what's gonna happen G'day guys, uh, just so you guys know, you've got a 14-day quarantine here. You can't leave your room. If you leave your room, you're going to get these fines and this and that and imprisonment and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, cool, snap, this is the real deal. Gives you a piece of paper. On the piece of paper, you fill out all your forms, all this forms, name, all of that stuff, emergency contact. You get into... Um, um, then you hand in the paper. You get into the hotel... And there's army everywhere, military. Military guys handling everything, taking your bag up, all of this stuff, telling you where to go. You walk through, you go upstairs into like the lobby and there's more police. The police are checking you in, pretty much. The police check you in, again, tell you what's happening, ask you where you're staying. When you leave here, if you're getting picked up or whatnot, all of that stuff. Which, I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening. Like, I've, But at this point, my brain is so fried from answering bloody questions. I feel like I did a bloody Q&A on Instagram, you know. But it's so fucking good. You can see why Australia's got their shit together. You can see why things are normal here. Well, more normal than anywhere in the world, I guess. Here in New Zealand, you know. So then after that, uh, they tell you, well, you're not getting a key. You're not getting a room key because you're not leaving the room. So you don't actually get a room key. And I was like, wow, well, fair fucking point, number one. Secondly, and I was like, shit. I sat down and I thought about it and I was like, okay, I'm here for two weeks. I'm actually in this room for two weeks. 
and I, I sat down and I thought about it and I was like, shit, what are you going to do there? Are you going to make the most out of this? Are you going to, or are you going to sit back and order food and do fuck all? I was like, nah. I'm going to fucking smash quarantine. I'm going to do posts. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to make sure all my clients are okay. I'm going to make sure I'm doing all my work. I'm just going to take advantage of being stuck in a room and being forced to, I guess, do more work, you know? And um, the last time I was forced to stay indoors in London is when Project X was created. I forced It forced myself to concentrate on me and my business more than ever, and it's the best thing I've ever done, you know? And I love it. Project X is my baby. It's my um, It's where I manage my clients, and it's the best thing that I've ever done. It forced me to do that. And I'm not saying something that amazing is going to happen in this um, quarantine. But what is happening is I'm working more. I'm showing people more of me on Instagram and this and that. I'm really just taking advantage of it. I'm looking at what I do have instead of what I don't have, which I think is something a lot of people do. Like today, James and the boys were at beach all day. I'm not going to worry about that. I can't fucking be there. So why am I going to sit down and fucking moan and cry about it? Just crack on with what you can do in the room, Darren. I've got a tiny bit of a hallway. I said to myself, I'm going to hit 10,000 steps every day here. I can make it happen. It's day two and I've been hitting 10,000 steps every day. I'm currently on, let me tell you. It is now, I think it's 8 p.m. here. And I am on, on, I'm on 11,000 steps at a minute. 11,000 steps in a room. And there's people telling me they can't hit 10,000 steps on a normal day-to-day life. You fucking joking. You can make it happen. Anything You can make anything happen if you put your mind to it. You can create time if you want to create time. 24 hours in a day. You've got time to train. You've got time to move. You've got time to work. You've got time to call your family. You've got time to create. You've got time for everything. 24 hours is a long time. When people say, I don't have time, I'm like, okay, cool. Go have a look at your screen time. And tell me how much time you've spent on your phone empty scrolling. You can put that time to doing something more productive, you know? And I know initially when the whole lockdown started, everyone was like, it's a great time to take the opportunity to do nothing. Don't feel forced to do anything. Yeah, cool. Don't feel forced to do anything. But when you don't do anything, you don't feel good. I do, I'm, I'm walking 10,000 steps every fucking day in this tiny little room. I'm training with the dumbbells and the assault bike I got, thanks to Sonny Webster. Thank you, bro, for bringing me all of that. I'm doing all of that every single fucking day because I know it's going to be healthy, not for me physically, but for me mentally. And this is a mental game. Being stuck in this room for two weeks is a mental game. Going through lockdown and all this COVID shit is a mental game, you know? And I know and I truly believe if you put your mind to it, you can achieve anything, and I'm doing exactly that, man. I'm not taking, like, I'm sure there'll be a time where I feel I get bored and I feel shitty or something like that. But, like, I'm in control of how I feel. You're in control of how you feel. So, fucking control how you feel. You want to feel good or you want to feel bad, you know? Don't let other people or never let other people dictate how you feel. Only you can dictate how you feel, you know? And it's not me trying to preach. I'm just being honest. Everyone's like, Darren, you're so positive all the time. I'm just choosing to be positive. I'm just choosing it. I'm doing stuff that's keeping me busy. It's keeping me sane, you know? And um, 
a lot of the questions I got asked was like, Dylan, what are you going to do when you get out the first thing? So I think the first thing I'm going to get out is obviously going to go see James. It's the longest time I've been apart from like him. And he's like, me and James have gone through a lot together. So we've got this very special bond, you know, so I can't wait to just sit down and have a conversation with him. And the first conversation we're going to have is he's going to have his podcast set up. And as soon as I get to his house, he's going to press record. So the first conversation we're going to have is going to be recorded on his podcast. So make sure you listen out for that. That's going to be a great one. Um, so I can't wait for that. And uh, I just want to enjoy going out for a walk. And most, import- most importantly for me, I just want to go do jujitsu. I haven't done a proper class in nearly a fucking year. Like, ugh, that's, that is very, very, very like crazy when I stop and think about it. Training, especially jiu-jitsu, it keeps me sane. And when I can't do it, it does upset me quite a bit. That is the main thing that upsets me. But when I'm not doing that, I'm doing stuff and concentrating on stuff that I can do, like training, like weights and all of that stuff, you know. So it's not too bad, but I just can't wait to go into a normal class and choke some fucker out. Yeah, can't wait for that. Or get choked out, you know. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. And what I can't wait for is Smith's book tour. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Like, when I was copying a bit of shit, they were like, I can't believe you're doing this thing. I'm like, listen, I've got the opportunity to go to Australia, support my best mate on his tour, be flown out. Like, do what I love. Yeah, I'm going to have a fucking good time. I'm going to have a good fucking time. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to hold back because a couple people are going to get upset. No. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I can to share positivity, share what I'm doing with people to hopefully put a smile on their face, you know? So, and I think this year is really important more than ever is to really concentrate on keeping busy. Keeping busy is the most important thing. If you're not busy, you've got too much time in your hands and you've got too much time to think, (laughs) (laughs) like I don't think it's very healthy (laughs) call me mad I feel like resting chilling going on holiday is very different to having too much time to think when you're in like your normal routine hence why I tell people to keep busy create and when I mean create I'm not mean like create content man I'm like just go create content like draw get a nap like make music I don't know just create there's something really magical and very satisfying about creating something it doesn't matter what you create it could be writing it could be music it could be drawing it could be posting on social media it could be tweeting it could be anything taking pictures just create and keeping yourself busy learning things is one of the most important things one of the messages I want to give out to everyone this year So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I just want to give you guys a quick update on what's happening. Hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, maybe understand. Oh, one more thing I was going to say as well. People ask me this about in the room as well. While I'm here for 14 days, you get tested twice in there. Today, I've got another PCR test um, uh, before I I had lunch. And then on the 10th day, I have another one. So things here are like so fucking strict. They're making sure you're all clear to go out to normality, you know, which is 
amazing so thank you australia for fucking doing that <laughs> do you know what i mean and big love for that you know and uh everyone that's working here at the airports and the hotels um doing a great job so big love to them for that and other than that i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um make sure you guys subscribe share with your friends and i'll see you guys on the next episode i should be having a guest on the next episode i'll probably be having doing it from here but i'm looking forward to getting loads of people from australia on the podcast as well which is going to be great um other than that peace love stay positive you know where to find me if you need me you know big love if you haven't yet seen my stories or the content i'm creating in this room go check it out you know um yeah that's it take it easy peace see ya